All right, three, two, one. Hi, this is William Ramsey. Welcome to William Ramsey Investigates on tonight's show. I have a returning guest. Now she is my favorite guest. Her name is Roberta Glass. She runs the True Crime Report on YouTube and as a podcast. So go check that out. We've done many shows, uh, particularly our most recent show was the show we did after Epstein was found mysteriously dead at the Metropolitan Correctional Center in Manhattan. And I kind of came up with this idea, looking through some of the Epstein material, I remembered a picture of Epstein and Woody Allen. It was taken in 2013 with Sunyi Previn, his new wife, which uh, used to be his step, his daughter or stepdaughter, if I remember correctly. But uh, I thought maybe it was uh, an avenue of inquiry and discussion to look into and kind of look at all these people who surrounded Jeffrey Epstein. Woody Allen is one of them. He was in his uh, Epstein's Black Book and seen at dinners at the his mansion or Les Wexner's mansion up on the Upper East Side in Manhattan. And uh, uh, James Stewart was inside of Epstein's house. He saw a picture of Epstein and Woody Allen. So I'm just delighted that Roberta has taken time out of her day to talk about this subject. She has a lot of uh, information, and I'm just glad you're here. Roberta, are you there? Yeah, thanks for having me. Awesome. So for people who don't know you, maybe they have this is a first time or something, can you talk a little bit about your background, your interest in true crime, and then we can just kind of go in maybe from the very beginning of the allegations against Woody Allen and his very Byzantine familial relationships. Um, I've always been interested in true crime. Uh, I grew up in, in Pennsylvania. Um, my father was a screenwriter, so I grew up kind of like on the peripheries of um, Hollywood a little bit dealing with that. And then I got really interested in true crime um, kind of after a big uh, life <laughs> life life. Uh, change and uh, or experience and um, that kind of changed my perception and it started with looking into the West Memphis 3 case and being very interested in that everything I thought I knew about that case was wrong everything I believed about that case was wrong and I was very interested in the PR around the case so I um, and then Serial came and I was enraged by that. Um, I was enraged that the victim was hardly mentioned and so diminished. And so I made a few videos and that became my podcast. So in my podcast, I talk about um, PR, innocence fraud. And um, also, I've been fortunate enough to follow the Nexium case from um, going to the hearings, going to the trial. And I did go to, uh, and also an Epstein-related hearing. So as much as I can, I live in New York, as much as I can go to to um, court, I also work. Um, you know, I do. And I, I think it's, it's a, uh, I really encourage anyone who's interested in, in going to court uh, to do it. It's fascinating. You learn a lot. And that's the, like, number one question I get asked about the Nexium trial is how I got in. And I, I don't think people are aware that we have open courts here in America. So, well, yeah, <laughs> those were great. Yeah. yeah, we did a show about that, one of the Epstein cases. And you just recently had a guest who had firsthand experience in the Nexium matter, too. She just published a book. So I suggest people go yeah, check that Tony out. Yeah, Tony Natale. Yeah, so 
that was a very interesting discussion. But what do you know about Woody Allen? Do you want to start like with the original allegations or how they cropped up? Or can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. Um, I have, uh, well, the Woody Allen allegations uh, popped up, um, well, in August of 1992. Um, First, what happened was the Sunyi thing blew up. Right. Right. Gotcha. So a couple is it a couple months before that, Alan was caught by Mia uh, via some nude pictures he had taken of. They were never married, so they were together about thirteen years. Uh, Woody Allen and Mia Farrow, mm-hmm. and Mia Farrow is a serial. Uh, she she has kids, biological kids of her own with Andre. Um, Previn, and then later uh, Woody Allen, but she also adopted many, many, many kids. Right, so she had, I think she had a total of 13 at a certain point, many of them from different ethnicities, right? That sounds right. Actually, to prepare for this interview, William Ramsey, I made a chart of all her kids. Let's go through that. And she had 14. She's had 14 kids, three of whom have died. And if you try to adopt, say, Cats had a, a really long lifespan. If you had tried to adopt this many cats from a shelter, uh, they would, they would think you were a, 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 a lunatic, lunatic yeah. or you'd be called a hoarder. But somehow, if you're famous and you have a lot of money, you're Mother Teresa for adopting all these kids. It's, I mean, I think Angelina Jolie kind of, you know, had an interesting parallel to Mia Farrow. You know, they were both um, UN, uh, UNICEF ambassadors ambassadors and they both um adopted a, a ton of kids right from and, multi-ethnic and broke up marriages too they seem right. to be kind of cut from the same cloth yeah it's weird and even yeah. her marriage to woody was or her relationship with woody was very peculiar as well very peculiar and so um woody allen uh was visiting mia farrow in her country house in connecticut he was caught by the nanny putting his uh, head on his daughter Dylan's lap. Uh, later, uh, the nanny noticed that uh, Dylan had no underwear on. And there was a time when they were both missing. Now, Woody Allen says he was in the bathroom. Um, but what Dylan has said about it is that she was molested in the attic um, uh, while she was playing with her toy trains. Right, but one of the aspects of what Woody Allen's face in her lap is that his face was facing towards her. So it was a very strange and uh, disturbing position that he was in, according to observers. So, uh... Right, and, and when you read um, the court records, what's so interesting is that this Woody Allen's inappropriate relationship with his daughter, Dylan, had caused problems in his relationship with Mia way before this, where she um, was saying, you know, he was reading to her in his underwear, making um, her suck his thumb and sort of focused on her um, to the exclusion of all the other children. And even right. And even before the event in Connecticut, people knew not to leave Woody alone with Dylan. Right. Do you remember that part? So that was part right. of the thing. So, yeah. But one of the more disturbing things about 
when you uh, go through the records is that Mia Farrow wants another kid. And it seems like, for me, it's some kind of sickness where she feels so empty inside. She has to have, like, another kid, you know? And Woody Allen is not really up for her adopting another kid. But she he's afraid that she will take away his uh, time with Dylan if he doesn't let her have another kid. So you can see her knowing that the relationship is something really wrong about the relationship that Woody Allen has with her daughter, yet she's using Dylan as kind of like a negotiating tool to get what she wants, which is another kid. It's a very, so, you know, this is, this whole Woody Allen thing is very tribal. So if you believe Dylan, you usually um, love Mia Farrow or, or think she's great, you know? And if you um, believe Woody Allen and that he did nothing wrong, then you usually hate Mia Farrow. I, I, I come from the unpopular, once again, unpopular position where I think both are really disturbing, pe- disturbed people. Yeah. And not fit to be parents. And, you know, I always joke with you and I say, like, you know, people, um, from my experience, people who are, you know, Hollywood people or creative people, I, I would make a law and say they shouldn't have kids. You know, I mean, it's a joke, but there is some truth in it in that, that if you're a creative person, you need so much. You're so usually have some kind of broken part of you that your children end up nurturing you and that's what you're looking for in your child. And you, you don't have, you know, it, you don't have that nurturing uh, instinct or interest even. So, you know, that's some of the, you know, elements at play is that, you know, uh, I think Mia Farrow's really disturbed and Woody Allen's really disturbed. And I have some, you know, personal experience uh, or I guess my father, you know, knew Woody Allen very well during a period that my father was a journalist and they would go to lunch together a lot. And he told my, his advice to my dad was that class is for your friends and family, which I think is so telling. I don't think he took his own advice. And um, I'm very familiar with Mia Farrow via, I, I, um, I was, very close with Dory Previn and she was kind of a mentor to me and Mia Farrow obviously stole Andre Previn from Dory Previn. She was married. Oh, I so, didn't know that. Wow. Do you know that whole story? And so it comes into play. Am I talking too much? No, you're doing great. Please continue. Okay. Okay. So it comes into play because Woody Al okay, what happened with Dory to go backwards in time before she even met Woody Allen is that when uh, Mia Farrow was maybe 22 or 23, she met Andre Previn. And even before she met him, the way Dory Previn told me the story was that Andre brought her a picture of Mia Farrow where she was sitting on kind of a stool and her legs were crossed in an A. And Dory took this later to mean that the A stood for adultery and this picture was some kind of omen of what was uh, coming. And when she they finally met uh, Mia Farrow, she went up to Dory and Andre and said, everyone I know loves you. Everyone I know 
loves uh, loves everyone I love loves you both. That's what she said to them. So they became really close. Um, and uh, when Mia became pregnant with twins from Andre uh, and Dory Previn found out she had a breakdown and um, she's very, and she's written about it and it really changed up to to then she was writing songs. She wrote Ballet of the Dolls. She wrote kind of show tunes and then she wrote kind of more personal things. How this comes into play is that the out she wrote a song about Mia Farrow stealing her husband called Beware of Young Girls. And on that album is a song called With My Daddy in the Attic. And it was about Dory's experience of being locked by her shell-shocked father in the attic for uh, I think it was a long time, like years. I'm not laughing about it, but it was a really, you know, traumatic thing. She talked about what it was like you know, he had a shotgun, he was very paranoid, and she wrote a song about it. So Woody Allen, when he said these charges against me, that they happened in the attic, and part of the lyrics are, uh, he plays his clarinet when I despair. Well, Woody Allen plays the clarinet. So Woody Allen publicly came out and said, these allegations against me are bogus because Mia Farrow went and she um, picked out this sort of ideas from this album of Dory Previn's song and she inserted them into a story and she forced them into Dylan's mouth. Do you know what the difference in age was between Mira Farrow and Andre Previn? For people who don't know, Andre Previn was uh, a composer for a lot of Hollywood movies. and uh, so I'm sorry, but do you remember the age difference? Yeah, he was forty when when they got together. Do you remember how old, in, how old she was? And she was twenty two or twenty three. Oh, wow. Okay, so she integrated herself into their lives and basically took it. Did you know that she her past goes all the way with the Beatles, and that she was with the Beatles in India, and I think the story of uh, one of the Beatles songs is about her being sexually predated upon by one of the gurus. Do you ever hear that story? I know Dear Prudence I thought was about her sister. Am okay. I right? No, that might be it, but the other one was, was it Sexy Sadie? Or one oh, of these okay. was based upon their, their guru experiences in India. So she has, that whole family really, from all the way back then to the present, has this uh, shadow or this dark cloud of sexual abuse from very early all the way to really to the present. If you include Satchel Ronan of Sullivan Farrow, who's just publishing a book called catch and kill about sexual predation. So, um, that's getting a lot of news. I think it's out or coming out. And her, and her brother, right. And her brother is in, uh, jail for abusing, uh, sexually abusing two, uh, two boys. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. What's, Mm -hmm. what's that story? Um, I, I don't know. Uh, I think it was just it recently within the past, you know, five years. And I know one boy was six and I, I forget the age of another, of the other one. Wow. Gotcha. Um, so, yeah. And so then Ronan, so Ronan O'Farrell publishes the MIT media lab just like last month about Epstein. So there is this whole, uh, nexus or 
flow chart of Mia Farrow, Woody Allen, Ronan Farrow, Epstein, all kind of their lives intersecting, you know, bisecting, whatever. So all the way to the present. But uh, Mm -hmm. so going back to the original Dylan abuse stories, that wasn't the only element Mm -hmm. of abuse that was talked about her. I think somebody also said that, uh, I mean, and the other thing about Woody Allen is that he would just, he would dote on her to the exclusion of the other children. But there were also things of like touching while she was going up ladders or like really just generally creepy. And do you recollect any other stories like that? Yeah, I, I remember the latter story is the other uh, is the other story and the reading story are the two uh, examples I remember. But he showed no interest in the in the children. He didn't, and that was also mentioned in the report by um, you know the judge's decision about you know the custody hearing. And he said that he didn't know the the kids' friends. He didn't know their dentist. He didn't know you know and. Right. They didn't live together either. It, they didn't they lived in separate apartments, separate apartments. But I mean, you can live in separate apartments and still be active or familiar. I mean, he wouldn't even speak to their kids. Right. I mean, he, he just had no interest in them. Right. So, yeah, it's just very strange. So, uh, yeah, that the, even when he talks about, uh, you know, he never says I abused my daughter he says, I'm being accused of being a child molester. You know, it's just very different. He rarely says my daughter or, you know, my kids, you know. He sees them as the other. And um, he's incredibly self-involved human being. I mean, you know, he's got a million phobias, uh, 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 you know, million, a million doctors. He's a hypochondriac. I mean, all those things, you know, are true about him. Right. Like, and they're reflected in his earlier films. I don't know about the more, most yeah. recent ones. Do you recollect the whole story about the Connecticut State Police and the involvement of the New Haven uh, doctors, the Yale New Haven team? Do you, do you, do you recollect, recollect any of those details? Yeah. Well, um, they brought, I mean, Originally, they brought Dylan to um, um, when Dylan came out with these allegations, she was brought to her pediatrician. The pediatrician called the police. The police uh, referred her to um, the uh, child uh, sexual abuse clinic of Yale, New Haven, and they uh, did many interviews with her and they determined that she was not sexually abused and that she was perhaps even coached during, um, there's a videotape that Mia Farrow made and, um, the nannies also testified, uh, that Mia Farrow had, uh, two nannies also testified that Mia Farrow had coached her doing this tape. Now that to me, that doesn't mean she necessarily wasn't abused. Um, but I, you know, I, I just kind of see me as a control freak and, you know, I can see her, you know, wanting, wanting to control, even control the narrative in that way. But right. so to go on, uh, they determined that she wasn't abused. However, um, the New Haven police did a 14 month investigation and they decided that 
Woody Allen was guilty. And part of one of the reasons that they decided Woody Allen was guilty is when they asked him, did he ever go into the attic? He said, I'm claustrophobic. I would never go in there. And then they found a hair of Woody Allen's on a painting. And when they presented Woody Allen with that evidence, he said, oh, well, maybe I poked my head in once or twice. So, yeah. And, so, and then he, he, ref- yeah, he refused to cooperate, thing. too. I think if I remember... Yeah, refused to cooperate, refused to take a lie detector test, instead took a lie detector test um, from his own team, you know, which is basically right. pretty much <laughs> right. useless. Yeah. Always right. It's for PR. It's for PR purposes. PR, right, no exactly. And, um, well, you it, know, and he did an aggressive PR campaign saying this is all revenge for Sun Yi. But if you go back to the Sun Yi story, you know, the fact that he says, I mean, I think what he's saying is uh, in the Sun Yi thing is that it's, con- he said, he calls it, the interview I saw, he calls it a controversial move. Now, what he's really saying is, I what I heard is that I wasn't committing incest. It may be not the norm, but there's nothing wrong with it because I never really saw her as my daughter. But it's so insensitive to how Sun Yi was introduced to Woody Allen as a father figure type. And I was reflecting back in my own life at to times when, you know, either, I mean, I think it's happened to every every woman I know. Someone inappropriately sexualizes you or hits on you that has, you know, either a, a kind of family represented relationship or a relationship of trust, like a teacher, you know, I mean that it, it really doesn't matter that it's, that they're not related or that he didn't legally adopt her. I don't, right. I just think it, it really represents a kind of worldview that, if I want something, I get it. I don't care what the world thinks. I don't care how much I damage someone, even really, you know, a child. I mean, he was calling her summer camp. Do you know about this? No, tell that story, please. So before, uh, right after, you know, this all came out, uh, Sun Yi had uh, a job as a camp counselor. And she had to leave, uh, or I don't know if she was asked to leave or she left herself, but they said, you know, we're so sorry, Sunyi, the camp people said uh, to Mia, we're so sorry Sunyi had to leave, but she was so preoccupied with these constant phone calls from Mr. Simon, which of course was Woody Allen, that she had to leave. She couldn't be a camp counselor. Now, if you're in, I, I don't even know, I mean, if you're in uh, how old was Woody Allen at this point? In his, I think fifty-seven. What? So she and Soon Yi was a little, maybe over eighteen or something like that. So yeah, twenty. Yeah, 20, 20, yeah. So there's you know, a four-year difference. Ca- if your if your future bride or your love interest is a camp counselor, and you're calling uh, the summer camp payphone constantly to talk to her, I mean, doesn't that just ring the alarm bells that there's something wrong? Yes, I would say 100% wrong, yes. <laughs> and, I mean, it's still gone on. I mean, so you had these things going on. He's still married to Soon Yi, or I think they've been married for 17 years, so they were together. But, uh, 
it's just an incredible yeah i mean it's really right a- and then right right after all this happened with sun yi mia farrow um it, it said well what she told the press was that everyone all the children in the family spontaneously decided to change their names which i think is the most abusive thing practically ever to take away you know someone's identity and i will never forget what dory previn said to me about it which is now the kids have nothing, meaning not even their name. Wow. And you can see with Dylan, she's changed her name multiple times. So has uh, so has Ronan. Right. Well, you know, Ronan's original name is Satchel. Satchel. Right. Right. Satchel. But he also had, actually, I will go back to my, uh, I mean, my my notes. He also had uh, a bunch of other names in between there. Um, I didn't know that. Harmon was what was one was one before he changed it. And um, I think there was uh, uh, another one uh, and, and, in there, too. And, and the court documents say that he was in therapy Oh, Seamus. Well. Sorry. Seamus was wow. another one of his names. Yeah, so he has a serious identity problem. I, he doesn't really look like Woody Allen, no offense, but I, there's been speculation that Woody Allen is not his dad. Have you heard that? I have heard that. Um, I'm a big Sinatra fan, but I mean, the way I see it is that, you know, Woody Allen's not an attractive guy. Uh, Mia Farrow is very pretty. They, you know, ugly people can have great looking kids. That IQ really to me is the, the is the, the thing that makes me think he's Woody Allen's kid. Right. Is that that high high IQ? I love Frank Sinatra, but that is not Frank Sinatra. That is Woody Allen graduating, you know, Bard uh, College at fifteen. That is Woody Allen's intellect. Yeah. And um, the Sinatra family has come out and, and said uh, that Ronan is not Sinatra's kid. Sinatra, uh, Sinatra, Frank Sinatra had a vasectomy. He couldn't be. And I think the fact that Mia Farrow floated that possibility is really telling to how what a nutty person she is. And to give you another clue as to how crazy Mia Farrow is, Dory Prevint, who you know, had serious mental problems, multiple breakdowns, very open about it. This is not a, not a secret, kind of made even a career out of being, you know, crazy, even though when I knew her, she was pretty sane. Um, Andre said to her, they stayed friends their whole life, you know, being married to you, you were nowhere near as crazy as Mia Farrow. Wow. So I will pass that. That will give you an idea. Wow. So, I mean, but look at uh, Ronan's worldview and look at what he chose to focus on. He was a Rhodes Scholar, too. Didn't he, what to, a law school did he go to? I forgot. Was it NYU? I don't know. I, I think I don't he's, know. A, he's a law school graduate and passed the bar. He just didn't practice law, but very intelligent. And his book is coming out. But look at his worldview after growing up in that environment. I mean, almost all his focus has been on, you know, sexual abuse, it seems like. Or it's more more famous very- writings. Yeah, very much so. I mean, you know, very important work on uh, Harvey Weinstein. Yep. Weinstein, a little bit of Epstein. So, uh, Moonves, Schneiderman. I think he broke all those stories and basically the me, he was part of really the Me Too movement, even though he's male, right? So, he's definitely on the side of uh, exposing all these sex abusers. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you see that, if, I would say that. You'd have to sit down and talk to him, but the psychological. And didn't he have effect. a very funny tweet about Woody Allen? Yes. So you there, know, yeah. Father's Day. 
Oh, I don't know about that tweet, but I do know that the the kind of allegations of Woody Allen have kind of died away and then peaked again. But there was something where Woody Allen was the recipient of the Cecil B. DeMille Lifetime Achievement Award in 2014. And then, you know, he and his mom both tweeted something, you know, which is, I think he said, missed the Woody Allen tribute. Did they put the part where a woman publicly confirmed he molested her at age seven before or after Annie Hall? And then Mia said, a woman has publicly detailed Woody Allen's molestation of her at age seven. Golden Globe tribute showed contempt for her and all abuse survivors. Those are both January 13th, 2014. So what was the tweet that you recollect? Do you remember that one? You know, I I could um, look it up. It's like he did a very funny twist on how they're related via, you know, uh, it was just a funny twist on like Father's Day, otherwise known as whatever, because it's he's married to his sister. You know, oh, I can't okay. remember. I can't remember now, but it was right. funny. It's just sort of like, you know, it's just interesting. Also, Moses wrote a, a really uh, has gone on the Woody Allen camp and said it's all untrue. The attic was packed with stuff. It could never have happened and talked about, you know, how awful Mia Farrow was. It's just, you know, interesting the way it plays out um, in the public, you know, arena. Yeah, it's a kind of ugly, ongoing thing. This was a conclusion from the judge in 1992. Conclusion, Woody Allen. Mr. Allen has demonstrated no parenting skills that would qualify him as an adequate custodian for Moses, Dylan, or Satchel. That's pretty pretty brutal statement. Nineteen ninety two. Yeah. Sorry. And did you see the 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 interview with Woody Allen where he says, "I I don't. It doesn't matter if people on the street see me and say there's a child molester." Woody Allen said that. Yeah, he said that in the interview in ninety. You know, right around the time ninety two, ninety three. He said, it, it doesn't bother me at all. And then they said, well, what happens if it, if it ruins your career? Oh, that doesn't bother me at all. Well, now he's, isn't he suing Amazon for pulling his work? Yeah. So I it does seem yeah. to, to bother him. Yeah. I think it's, uh, and, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I remember that. It, so it's still, and then, sorry, continue. I also find it very interesting, the young women he's dated, inappropriately young women who've come out and kind of done his bidding and said, oh, it was a mutual love relationship. It was, you know, it was a real relationship. It wasn't abusive. I, I find that Do you know which women, which women said that? Um, there's one. Now, of course, I'm forgetting their names. Um, I'm so sorry. Was it? You, it was uh, it wasn't um, Scarlett Johansson, was it? No. Because she's like one of Woody Allen's defenders, if I remember correctly. There's one that it seems like he based, who just came out recently, who oh, he yeah, no. obviously based Manhattan on. Right. Wasn't there some girl who was Epstein's um, girlfriend for a while? And also, it was it was a long-term lover, lover of Woody Allen. She was of German extraction. Do you ever hear that story? So she and she's still around. So that's another nexus point between Woody Allen and Jeffrey Epstein. I didn't hear the yeah. Jeffrey Epstein. I I read a little piece about a woman he dated right before he made Manhattan, and he said that you know she was so young that he wouldn't introduce her to any of his uh, friends. Huh. I think she was 
16? Was, was it, she 16? Was her name Engel, Christina, like Christina Engelhart? Does that sound familiar? Yes. So that was her. Was. So she's 16. She's in the 70s. She's his mistress. And then she goes on to work for Epstein, Epstein's Manhattan uh, mansion. Can you believe that? Wow. Yeah. So she, I can't believe it. And, and did you know who uh, Mia Farrow's first lawyer was? No, I'm afraid. For all this? Alan. Alan Dershowitz. Yeah, oh, boy. Uh, see, it's just incredible. It's incredible. They all overlap. So Christina Engelhardt's actually around. I think that Ed Opperman's talked to her. So I'm sure she has some mm-hmm. very interesting stories to say. Yeah. And what is it about, you know, um, people who say, well, he's really interested in, if he's interested in young girls like 20, 19, 18, 17, he can't be interested in a seven-year-old. Well, I don't believe what that. Is, yeah. What is up with that? Yeah, I don't know. Defense. I don't understand that rationale. I mean, somebody who's 16 to a 57-year-old man, that isn't even, you know, that's not like a 10-year difference. That's an extraordinary difference in power, understanding, uh, experience in the world. Give me a break. I mean, you know. Yeah, I, I just, uh, I'm very interested in the... I don't know if I would want to call them Woody Allen apologists or if it's that the women are convincing themselves that it's a kind of, that it wasn't, you know, I was, I had just as much agency. I had just as much power. It was a kind of equally, um, equal, you know, power equal relationship benefit. when it's so obvious by the details of what she said, the relation, he would, uh, send a car for her, send her home in a car, hide her in her apartment, in his apartment, you know? Wow. So just recently, actually, I'm looking this up, Scarlett Johansson trashed by Woody Allen's daughter, Dylan Farrow, for defending director. That's from September 5th, 2019. So it's still going on, really. Mm-hmm. Going around. Yeah. It, and... Uh, <sighs> It's just unbelievable. The, I, I just can't imagine two really worse parents, you know. Oh, and yeah. the, I mean, I don't even think I would call him a parent, uh, even. I don't think he would either. And I don't understand right before this, if he's having problems with Dylan, why Mia Farrow is, you know, writing glowing recommendations of what a great father he's going to be and having him adopt... Um, you know, uh, Moses and, and Dylan. Yeah. It's very strange. It's a very weird thing. And then do you, do you remember that part where they, they wrote a document where it says, if I die, this is for Woody. uh, if you know, Oh, if I, I can't, if she dies before me, I, you know, I won't, adopt the kids is that what it was and then he said oh i signed i won't if mia dies i won't try to adopt these kids and then he wrote a secret document and said i just signed this under duress interesting i did not know that i, I didn't i didn't come across that yeah. research that's disturbing yeah very disturbing that's just so weird and you know the thing is is these relationships now that you can tie epstein to alan you got to kind of go back and look through and see where they'd been, whether Alan was a, went down to the Caribbean, whether he was in New Mexico. What else is going on? You know, there's a lot of other questions, a lot of, mm-hmm. at least for me. Mm-hmm. 
Well, we are at 35 minutes. It's almost five my time. Is there anything that you would like to add? I thought we covered that very well. Um, anything I missed? Anything you want to promote? Anything I want to promote? Um, Other than your podcast? Just, just my podcast is on iTunes, uh, Google Play, almost any platform you can think of. It's there. YouTube, Roberta Glass, True Crime Report. Um, I have a Facebook group. Right. Um, I'm on Twitter. I'm around. <laughs> Joe, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, again, it's Roberta Glass of the True Crime Podcast and True Crime Report. Thank you so much for that information on Woody Allen. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. All right. We're good.